Real News Radio. True, honest, and not fake news. Now as we more go into this much warmer week into the spring, we've also had a lot uh, happening in the news recently. Um, but first, I want to introduce you guys. My guest this week, returning, is the right-wing hippie, the one and only right-wing hippie, uh, Vincent. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Okay. Uh, that was quite a segue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we went for the nice weather. I mean, hippies like Speaking nice weather. Speaking of weather, let's go into the news. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, it's not really looking good in London. Um, mm-hmm. We had that terrorist attack that happened a few days ago where a man drove his car on the Westminster Bridge and then started hitting people with it. And then he crashed into the gay outside parliament, stabbed a police officer, tried to run away, but then was shot on the scene. Five people are dead now. They're up to including the terrorists. 50 people injured. And he didn't use a gun the whole time. Mm. Imagine oh, my oh, shock. Wait, are you, <laughs> Sean, are you telling me that uh, the gun-free zone didn't protect people? I... I don't think it did. I I, I don't Jeez. know. Wow. Um, <laughs> well, that is certainly not to make light of this uh, scenario. No, no, no. This We're is this is uh, this is is sickening. Um, the police officer was shot. He was a you know a and I believe a British Army veteran. Yeah. Um, and but some police officers are not allowed to carry weapons. Most of their police officers are not even allowed to carry guns. And so he had no way of defending himself against the attacker with the knife. Um, now, uh, if you've heard about this story, you may have heard about the fact that all of the uh, major news sources in London and Britain mm-hmm. uh, were calling this man Asian. Yeah, I saw that first. Yeah, that is <laughs> apparently uh, that means something different for um, the uh, Britain and I guess maybe the rest of Europe. Um, it is of meaning of uh, like Pakistani or um uh like southwestern asian kind of area when they say asian um and so of course the man was not in fact from asia but yeah. from the middle east and since isis has claimed the uh terrorist attack i believe um and you know it's 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 just another attack i mean what what? How many more times does this have to happen before people realize that maybe it wasn't a good idea to, uh, you know, bring people that were that had good reason to have, you know, a lot of animosity towards uh, the West and bring them into the West, um, where they they have easy access to things like uh, cars and right. Westerners. Um, <laughs> Uh, that's it's it's it strikes me as so obviously a bad idea um and there's so many i mean we talked about it uh two weeks ago before spring break um you know with with sweden right um and it's 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 10 times cheaper to resettle them in the middle east than it is to bring them to to the west and Mm -hmm. so if you really want to help these people the best way is to negotiate with other countries like saudi arabia which trump has been working on um and and try and and get them refuge refugee uh camps and and status and and uh safety in the middle east where they are live and where they are you know they call home so that they can easily move back to their home uh their homes in the middle east when uh, the conflicts die down yeah um and it's just 
it just I yeah, I could go on forever, but <laughs> it, it's 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 so we only have an hour. sad. Um, and uh, obviously, our our thoughts um, are are with uh, all of those Absolutely. victims, and and you know we hope that that they they didn't have to, you know, to lose their lives in vain. Um, that people will realize that you know there's something that needs to be done. That this is a problem. This is a fixable problem. Not only that it's a problem, but it's a fixable problem. Absolutely. Yeah, I want to be clear. Like you said, we're not making fun of these victims. We're not making this in out of their death. We're mocking these stupid politicians that think through their policies they can solve this. They're, they're flawed policies that they keep trying that don't work. Now, like he said, this guy drove a car, okay? Wasn't a gun. Are we going to have to start doing car-free zones? I mean, are we starting to kind of ban cars? Yeah. I mean, people don't realize that you can do so much damage with a car. Yeah, I mean, and with, with yeah. that, 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 there was that, that um, booklet or whatever information kit by ISIS yeah. that was downloaded 50,000 do times instructing people to use large vehicles. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's like... I mean, you, you can't solve these kinds of things. But th this see, this is the problem. This is what ISIS wants. Because because the more things like this happen, and the more the politicians who are too politically correct to address the fact that you know maybe the problem is um, the the way that they've handled this whole situation, and, and not you know oh oh well it's just because we allow too many things to be legal in this country like hmm. cars or or maybe you know ki kitchen knives and are, are going to be banned next. Um, and, and maybe, maybe just maybe, the problem is actually how you're handling the situation. Yeah. And, um, uh, but the, what ISIS wants is, so you get you you get the refugees, you get the Middle Easterners that already may or may not have um, animosity towards the West, but but are easily radicalized through the internet, clearly, um, uh, towards having you know animosity towards the West. And what happens? They do things, and what is the politician's response? Okay, well we need to ban guns. We need to uh, we need more gun-free zones. We need more security. We need you know things like the Patriot Act, which I am not a fan of. Mm. Things that take away people's freedoms in these places yep. to make them more aggressive towards the Middle East. Instead yep. of instead of just handling the entire situation better and um, targeting the actual threats and trying to you know help people in their own homes instead of just saying oh well come over here yeah yeah you, you know we have we have a nice you know pretty welfare state let's you know everybody just come uh, come our welfare state and everything will be all jolly <laughs> oh wait oh no okay well what we really need to do is make make things safer in the welfare state that's what it is and so okay oh no no more kitchen knives no no more no more cars no more roads everybody's oh, no. just got to be in their own little padded cell and they can you know spend their their days in that so that they you know wouldn't want anyone to accidentally hurt themselves or anyone else um and so once you know they isis wants these politicians to take away their native people's freedoms yes yes and because that you know, it drives the whole cycle, and so you get more anger, and you get more uprising, and more tension, and that is to the the advantage. If we if we handle the entire situation better, and we don't play into the hand of ISIS, then we can you know we we can solve this with less casualties and more freedom. Yeah, great thing. I think that's actually a really good point you made there. Is that when they create this fear and the politicians try to react by taking this away, taking that away, that like you said, they're really taking away more of our freedoms and i don't think people realize i mean some people realize that but i don't think not enough people mm -hmm. but hey if you're listening to mayor he has you rest assured he has you rest assured you want to hear why because he said in a tweet 
Terrorism is part and parcel. Sorry, I gotta give a British accent first. Terrorism is part and parcel of living in a major city. What? It's oh. normal to have people killing you. It's just okay because, you know, that's just the way the city. No, 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 no. Maybe crime. Crime, yes, you have a lot of people concentrated in a small area. Yeah, you're going to have uh, you know, more you know, likely tensions growing. But you can't say that, that terrorism be, is, is part and parcel of, of life in, in a major city. Because, yeah. I mean, there's plenty of major cities in the United States and the rest of Europe that didn't have terrorism problems and still don't have terrorism problems until they brought in lots of people that don't speak the language mm. that have every reason to to uh, have animosity towards the west and have nothing better to do because they don't speak the language and they can't get a job than sit at home on their welfare provided computers and look up obama computers yeah obama computers <laughs> except for you know merkel computers yeah they, they have different ones i hear like in britain they have the um, silicon laptops. I hear they got good processors and whatnot. You know, lots of storage, so you can store all of them. <laughs> I know. It, it, we make fun of this stuff, but people got to realize that this is happening in all these European countries. It's happening in America, and it's not getting better. I mean, we do have Trump. I think things are going to get better here, yeah. and Britain may, I don't know. Hopefully three... they trigger Article 50. Let's get out. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're pushing on, the Brexit. May, let's go. Yeah, they're really right around here. Yeah, they gotta get that thing rolling so they can have s some more independence and make their own laws mm -hmm. again. Control their own borders like any other nation in the world should be able yeah. to. Well, yeah, and, and like when they do that, what they need to do is like you were saying before. Whereas, and I think I said this last time, but I'm gonna say it again so because people gotta hear this. What we should be doing is not saying, "Hey, refugees, come here. You'll be safe here." We should be saying two main things. One. Go back and fight for your country. It's your country. I think you love it. You should love it. Mm -hmm. Fight for it. We've done in America. We've done that. Like how many times? You know, we our country was brought yeah. about in the revolution. I mean, yeah, you can take that at your own perspective. But like, we've at least consistently fought for this country. We haven't really. Um, uh, what's the best word to put this? And I want to say be cowardly, but like. Right. When, when, when someone attacks us, we just don't crowd in our corners or run away. Mm -hmm. Or at least I hope most people don't do that. But what I see, what like the second part though of that, is, uh, what they need to do is have it the safe zones like Trump's saying, but rebuild your country after you fight for it. Because wouldn't that be great? Right. Wouldn't and, that and, be amazing? Know, I, I, are we really expecting that all of these refugees and migrants are going to go back to their, their nations when, when this whole thing is done? No, it's so far, and things are so nice there, and it's easier just to stay in the nice, pretty, yeah. shiny Western nations than it is to go rebuild their homes. Yeah. Whereas if they were in the, you know, still in the Middle East, then they would have easy access, and we would be able to help them there. And once again, it would be cheaper to do it, so you can help more people for yeah. less money. So, I mean, if the goal is to help these people, then it, it seems an obvious choice to do it in the Middle East because you can help, once again, more people, less money. Yeah. yeah. Under budget, ahead of schedule. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to make Syria under budget, ahead of schedule, people. Yeah, I mean, but seriously, though, like, you can't... You know, huh. <laughs> if your goal is to help the most amount of people possible, you can't bring them to the West. That's just not the way to do it. Yeah, and especially since their cultures in Syria, it's not in 
the UK. I mean, now it's kind of becoming there with these yeah. areas. But I think that's that makes them happier. I think if they're living with their people in their right. country, the places where they speak the language, exactly or some, a dialect that's closer to the language <laughs> than English, um, it just doesn't. It none of it makes any sense at all. And so I, I think that you know people should uh, be more critical. I uh, doubt there's very many people from England listening to this, but um, just make sure <laughs> you know you, you know if you've got an English friend, you know, ask them <laughs> about it. Say say you know what, what's up, <laughs> dude. Dude across Chill. the pond, listen up. Are your Americans going to tell you how to make Britain yeah. great again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, on that note um, of something not making sense, we're going to move on to something else that doesn't make sense, but in this country. And that's to deal with, uh, in the past couple of days, we had Comey um, give a hearing, and we also had the chairman of the House Intel Committee, Nunes, come out and do a press conference. came out really nowhere. But we're going to go one by one here. First, we're going to go with Comey. Comey said basically what we got out of this, which is pretty unnecessary, but he basically said, they're investigating Trump, the FBI, and they're investigating Russian hacking, and they're investigating you know Trump campaign as a whole. Uh, he also said that there was no surveillance um, done by Obama, but he did not directly actually say there was no surveillance. He was. I things- have no information. What a wonderful politician. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. James Comey, twenty twenty four. Yeah. Oh, he'd be great at it because, like, I you notice with him, he words things. Ex- I mean, he oh, yeah. I mean, he <laughs> has to do it. Politician. Yeah, he is. And to be fair, you gotta be careful when you're dealing with what he's dealing with. But at the same time, yeah, you, you gotta be, be able to say the FBI is not. If you're the head of the FBI, you should be able to say categorically the FBI is not. Yeah. Uh, wiretapping Trump or Trump t- has never wiretapped Trump Tower, but he has he has to say I don't have information uh, yeah. that, that suggests that Trump is, is being like okay. Mm. <laughs> or he'd use the pronoun we. You know that oh, too. Yeah. It's that's a broad. People don't realize how broadly that can use because you could be saying we oh, as the me FBI, and, like my assistant. It yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> me well, and Joe wasn't, here. Wasn't, wasn't you know Sally at the, the reception desk? She wasn't doing it. I was just I wasn't doing it. Um, yeah. So he parses his words very carefully. He's and also skilled. the part that everyone seems to forget is that he said we've found nothing. Yeah. He said we no were evidence. investigating Trump, and at this point we found nothing. Now, first of all, why did you say, why did you have to mouth off about an open investigation? That 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 is something that I believe Trump has the right, just like every other citizen, um, uh, um, to have that be not disclosed as it's an active investigation, and that can complicate things. So I don't know why he said anything about it in the first place, and then also talking about the investigation, but except for what he said about the investigation was we didn't find anything yet. <laughs> I, like I just don't know what his motive here is, other than just like I think I think he genuinely just likes like seeing like like he got bored or something, <laughs> and he's like he's like you know what I need to create some news, which you we'll know, do a lot live. of people on the left were saying that when he when he came out uh, you know saying oh we're investigating Hillary Clinton again ha guess what guys. And, was like, October surprise. What? Yeah, yeah, October surprise. <laughs> it was on my birthday, actually. Oh, um, he was thinking of you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and everybody was like, why is he doing this? I don't know. I don't really care right now because it's <laughs> – this is quite devastating for Clinton. Um, but anyway, like, like I just don't know I just why he, – he's like just such an attention um, – 
finish that. Yeah. Um, uh, don't worry, you all know the word. I do too. I, I just I don't know what what is his motive here. Like this this can't possibly aid him in his carrying out of the du- of the duties as the head of the FBI. Yeah. Like what what was he trying to get like the you know the four channers to help him out with the investigation because they're yes. probably better than he is anyway. Um, Dude, you seem to. Can we replace all the national security agencies with four, with, with four channers? Yeah, I would feel so much safer. Well, they're good. Like, at- I don't even care if they're looking through my stuff. Like I know, you know, they're good guys. <laughs> well, I'd, we- ra- I'd, ra- I'd rather put my tax dollars towards them. They <laughs> probably work for just you know Red Bull and uh, Doritos. Yes. <laughs> well, see, the funny thing is, you say that, but you you saw what they did to Shia's fly. Yeah. They, they they did it again. I know. Two times in a row. The first time. They, why did Why did he put it up again? Like, are you just like like? like did he it's learn? Like, it's like a cartoon where you're sitting there and you're watching it. And like, this is absurd. No yeah. one actually does this. And then it's like, oh no. Then there's people like Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. <laughs> that are like, oh, Shia you know, LaBeouf. I, I got him this time. It's like freaking um uh what's it uh, uh, uh Tom and Jerry. The, the 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 cat that yeah, keeps trying to get mouse. that mouse yeah and it just like it just comes up with new plots every time it's like at some point don't you learn yeah <laughs> it's a cyclical cycle because like you looked um the first time the four chairs got him and guys if you haven't seen this yet i don't know what you've been doing this has been the greatest news of the whole year by a long shot nothing comes close to the trolling done to shia labeouf because they first saw his flag shia thought he was clever he's like aha it's against the sky they ain't gonna see it but they found the freaking uh plane uh lines that they're making the trajectories they're looking at the stars and they were able to take that put it on the map and find where the location was based on like flight maps. Yeah, like that's just uh, Ben Shapiro was, was great about this. He's like, he's like, he's like, these people need to, uh, you know, go like cure cancer or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, like, like seriously. <laughs> like, evidently, there's a lot of very, very intelligent people unemployed in yes. on 4chan. There's many unintelligent people in your mother's basement. You probably didn't know it, but it's true. Yeah. We found it out because like even this time, I think I I have to double check with this. But when I first saw his disenfranchised Bernie voters, basement dwellers, (laughs) (laughs) they're out there, people. Um, They're everywhere. Uh, But they um, like this time, because I saw on his site, he said it was part of like the Liverpool like art this was supporting. I'm like, dude, you just gave it away. Like you're actually like unlearning what you learned last. No, didn't learn last no. time. He's like he's like no. Only trolls exist. All the trolls exist in the United States. That none of them can possibly be from other countries. <laughs> it's not like it's not like general distaste for political correctness and bureaucracy <laughs> is a global phenomenon or anything. Dude, Genius. polls got on the gr- uh, people on the ground everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. It's like anonymous. You know where you look. <laughs> Maybe even in this studio. Oh, my gosh. You don't know. Um, we're going to talk about something real quick for five minutes because um, then we're going to go to break, but we got to men- mention it. Neil Gorsuch. Ooh, mm. yeah. Spicy. Oh, what, a, what a guy. <laughs> what a guy. That's Love what I- that guy. Um, so if you know, you're know you stuck under a rock somewhere, um, Neil Gorsuch was uh, Trump's nominee for uh, the Supreme Court to replace Antonin Scalia. Um, and he is an originalist, which means he reads the Constitution as it was read when yep. people signed it, when, you know, the country was founded and stuff. And so, you know, a basic analogy for this that I, I think, uh, you know, explains originalism well is like, if you sign a contract with somebody and then like, you know, the language kind of changes, not in the contract, but like the meaning of some word that is in, in the, the contract culture. changes, 
how does that a contract apply? So if all of a sudden, when you say, you know, a few, if that used to mean two, if the contract says a few somewhere and then it used to mean two and now it means like three or four. Right. What is the contract actually referring to? Is it referring to what you understood when you signed the contract? Or is it referring to whatever it means now just because the language changed? Now, I, most reasonable people would say, well, no, it meant two because when you signed it, you understood it to mean two, uh, the, the word few. It's just a simple example. And right. so, the, you know, uh, the same thing can be applied to the Constitution, the United States Constitution over, um, you know, the hundreds of years that it's been since its signing and – or. The 200 years. I'm so bad with that. Um, <laughs> I thought uh, I'm supposed to be bad but, math. But regardless, <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it's, you know, it, it's meant to be read as it was understood when it was signed. Yeah. And if you've got a change to make to it, then you Amend make an it. amendment. Yeah. Then if you, if you don't like something in the Constitution, tough luck until you get that amendment through. You can't just uh, reinterpret it. Yeah. It's not a living document. So that's what people mean when they say it's a living document. It yeah. It's a blank document. And so uh, so I'm very much in support of Judge Neil Gorsuch as the um, newest um, Supreme Court justice. And I'm very happy he was quite uh, savage in his retorts <laughs> on that nine straight hours of oh. um, uh, interrogation Grilling. by the uh, bunch of – Silly leftists, um, uh, like what's the guy? Al Franken. Al Franken. Yeah. Oh, dude, that when, clip is great. He tries to educate a Harvard, like yeah. Harvard professor who taught at Harvard um, <laughs> Law. He tries to educate him, and and a, like a justice. He's already a judge. Obviously, yeah. he was calling Judge Neil Gorsuch on the Constitution. Like, what, what are you doing? And then, and then when he, like, starts to respond, he's like, oh, no, we don't have time for that. It's like, we don't – nine hours, dude. You, don't, you couldn't fit in, like, a you know, explanation of why you're kind of a yeah, moron. <laughs> you can feel that word, or, too, people. Or, or is it maybe that, you you know, he was kind of explaining and making you look silly, and so you didn't want him to continue talking all oh. So oh, yeah. You should look up those clips there. You know, they're spicy. spicy. Yes. Spicy approved. Because, mm -hmm. um, yeah, like, I think it's, you know, I, I mean, a lot of politicians I think are arrogant, but, like, he was especially arrogant because he's like, he comes in there and he's like, I know what's going on here. I know this stuff. I, I, I know this. You know, I really do. And you really don't. And and then he just, when he gets embarrassed, like you said, he goes, oh, we don't have time for that. And yep. he kind of like shuffles yeah. his papers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does that every time. Then he's like, oh, we, we actually, there's nothing on those papers. What are you oh, talking yeah. about? Don't need that. <laughs> those I mean, papers are blank. There's no way you have like 30 pages of, of anything to ask this guy. You're just coming up with questions to try and trip him up. Yeah. Uh -uh. And to be fair, like, any justice that has to go through that is hard. To go through nine hours of, like you said, interrogation, yeah. it's hard. But at the same time, make it entertaining. Make yeah. it worthwhile. And he did. Yeah. <laughs> so I thank these, some of these politicians for being stupid because then we got something out of it. But try to be more intelligent because you're actually uh, running this country partially so i'd hope they were somewhat intelligent and i just love like some of the later ones where he's just getting like annoyed yeah he's getting like, annoyed he's, just, he's like he's like he's like all the information is in the heller case like why are you asking me this he's like i believe i am a judge i understand what my job is why are you still telling me to respond like to tell you my view my view doesn't matter my my job is to read the constitution read the law yeah. and 
figure out the facts. Like, and the people, like the, the politicians, you know, from Democrats, almost ex- exclusively trying to get him to say something dumb, like, oh, well, actually, you know what? I think that uh, women are lesser human beings. Oh, wait, oops. Like, what, what were you, like, I don't know what they were expecting out of this. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I think, because uh, we're going to go to break in one second, but I'm going to leave it because that was a great point that I think I want to reiterate real quickly is that he, he, with his, like you say, constitutionalist, originalist views, he's not trying to put his private opinions into this he of said course so many times yeah he said repeatedly and the heller was it heller versus dc yeah yeah the, everybody should look that case up because that's a really important case that our mm-hmm. generation doesn't really know about we're gonna go through a couple more interesting topics today starting with the big news of the week um or you know second biggest news after the london attacks was um the Ryan Care dying on the right before it even got into the vote, and yes, it, we are going to be calling it Ryan Care here because that is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people are trying to label it Trump Care, but Trump was smart not to put his name on it, and I think it was somewhat intentional. But basically, if you haven't, if you're still living under a rock, don't know about Shia, and if you don't know about this, Ryan and Trump pulled the bill at the last minute. Um, I was shocked actually to see that because I forgot you could even do that. You know, it's somewhat unusual maybe it's been done i just haven't paid attention to c-span enough but um trump claims that they were short five to twelve votes personally i feel it's more than that but that's what he said to a oh, washington wow. post reporter oh, it was i mean the entire freedom caucus was not going to vote for that so yeah that's, that's like 30 40 votes right there oh yeah that's a lot of people um and he he blamed on the democrats he said they had no democratic votes he also listed some other reasons um but uh, Nancy Pelosi came out. I can't believe she said this. She said, "Today's a great day for our country," and I'm like, "You stupid idiot! I'm sorry, but now you have Obamacare back, and that's not good because the people that vote for Trump don't like Obamacare. For the most part, it sucked for them." And now you're going out, you're going to be touting this, saying this is great, it's a great day, we have Obamacare back in our hands, oh, this is great. And like Trump says, it's going to implode, it's going to explode, like literally in their hands, they're going to mm-hmm. see it explode in their face, and they're going to be owning it now. I know Trump has said this, but I, I, I thought this from the very beginning, that if they keep this bill with them, it's going to be, they're literally shooting themselves in the foot, like every day it goes by, just keep shooting yourself in the foot, just bang, 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 this is just... They're killing themselves. They're going to lose more seats. The Republicans are going to come out um, probably even better than before. Um, some say this is a good thing because we'll get a better bill. So, <laughs> um, it hopefully will be a more bipartisan support, but no. yeah, no, it's not going to happen. <laughs> no, I mean, the, the problem is basically that anything Trump supports, the, the Democrats will unanimously oppose. They have yet – there has yet to be a single Democrat that has said – well, you know, if Trump proposed this, I'd vote for it. Oh, yeah. Regardless of <laughs> regardless of how you know, like uh, whether any of his policies are uh, to the left or not, and some of them are, um, you know, like his infrastructure plan. That's not going to get voted on by a single Democrat just because they hate him. <laughs> yeah, and that's they, stupid. And it's it, it's just absolutely um, r- ridiculous because they oppose him out of spite, 
And that is going to get old for their constituents very fast. And I think that's the important part here. And when if they keep doing that, if they keep just, okay, well, Trump proposed this, so we have to vote no, regardless mm. of whether or not we agree with it, regardless of whether or not it's the best thing for our constituents or not. And eventually that is going to you know, uh, manifest in backlash and especially in the 2018 elections. Um, and they're going to lose seats. Now, the question is, What's going to happen to the next proposal? Is it going to go to the left, and is it going to, or is it going to go to the right? Yeah. Now, Sean thinks it's going to go to the left, and I think it's going to go to the right because yeah. uh, Rand Paul's uh, healthcare plan, which I'm more of a fan of, um, it has gotten which is further the right, uh, has gotten the endorsement of the Freedom Caucus, and it, I'm pretty sure it already had the, the endorsement of the Liberty Caucus because he's basically the head of the Liberty Caucus. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's like solid 50, 60 votes um, right there. Uh, and so it's definitely going to come up for a vote. Whether it passes or not will depend on whether or not Trump can uh, convince enough of the more uh, centrist re Republicans to support it and send it to the Senate um, where it's going to have probably maybe a, a harder time because I think they tend to be a little bit more center mm. um, and uh, it'll probably get some manipulations done to it there. Um, but you know, uh, we'll hope for the best. I'm hoping that it, it, you know, gives more freedom, less government interference. Um, I always hope for that. And <laughs> I'm, you know, I, I strongly support Rand Paul's um, bill and I hope that goes through. But yeah, see, what were you thinking? Um, see, I've conflicted because I, I was really confused when Trump was back in this because he was basically I remember when he hired Tom Price for his uh, secretary of health. I think that's his position. Uh -huh. Yeah. He said, oh, I've, I've been working on a bill for years. This can be the greatest bill ever. You know, and he had like this bill. I remember him talking about it, it wasn't too public or in the headlines that much he was talking about. But then all of a sudden, I thought, you know, that's what he's going to go for. But then all of a sudden, Ryan has his plan. You know, Ryan, he's got his, like, mm -hmm. nice little pretty pictures on it. It's all in color. He's got TV showing it. He's like, oh, look at me. You know, it, to me, it looked a little silly, actually. Trying to get the, the younger support. No, yeah. you get the younger support with freedom. <laughs> yes, I agree. But I, I didn't understand why he was supporting it the whole time. I th And he, like Trump said later, like he just, you know, he saw he was part of the Republican team. He was supporting it because it's their bill. Yeah. But to an extent, it wasn't his. And, and, and like they said, like a lot of his stuff was like in the other phases, which I didn't understand how at all that how that works. It doesn't make any sense to me because, you know, Paul Ryan's the big, you know, well, we got to cut back on entitlements guy. Yeah. He's like the one person who's, uh, you know, under 70. And <laughs> um, but but anyway, he's 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 like, yeah, you know, we've, we've got to cut back this, you know, big government entitlement spending. And his bill basically reinforces the yeah. giant entitlement that Obamacare was. Yeah, I remember um, that. Yeah. So I, uh, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm glad it failed. I hope that I you know uh, uh, Rand Paul can get Trump on board, or Trump can, you know, uh, figure out that uh, that Rand Paul's bill is is probably the the best solution. Um, yeah, and you know, obviously, it's not going to be what it is now. It's going to have lots of changes. Probably, it's going to move further to the center. But if we can start mm. from a good place of freedom, maybe we'll keep some of it. <laughs> well, what you're saying is what I, like Vince said earlier, that I defer on him on. Trump has had this. I'm going to 
be basically paraphrasing what Scott Adams' analysis was because when he said it, it kind of blew my mind. But I kind of I thought maybe he's right, maybe he's wrong. And I've had I, I've realized that Trump does this before, and I'll give some examples. But I'm gonna paraphrase what he says. I think it's a interesting perspective, if anything. Trump. Okay, we're gonna wind the clocks back to the campaign. He started off by saying deport all illegals, Muslim ban. Those are two big things he said. You know, you can agree with that or not, but those were his positions. He was a very moderate candidate, but he had some little more conservative positions, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Like in the mix. Yeah. No. Yeah, and I think everybody can agree with that. And But then with immigration, now he's kind of pivoted a little more. He's kind of said, okay, the Dreamers, they can probably stay, but we're still going to build the wall. Get the bad guys out. We're going to get the bad guys out. Yeah, exactly. So you see he went from the far right and moved more to the middle. Muslim ban. He first said Muslim ban. To be honest with you, I didn't really support that. But then as he moved to the middle, I support it more. Because he then said, we're going to do extreme vetting. It's going to be certain countries. And it's not just an all-out Muslim ban. And like he said before, it's temporary. It's still temporary. So he moved more to the middle. Mm-hmm. Scott Adams coined, I don't know if this is the term used for but he says it's called pacing and leading. Where you get a extreme position, you kind of rally a crowd towards you. But then you lead them and pace them to a more moderate position. So you start out as the leader and then you pace them into a you know, leader, let's say on the far right or far left, and move them to the middle. Now with this healthcare thing, what uh, he was saying he did was is that, you know, like I said, you have three options. You can either put a plan out that's in the middle, that's in the left, or it's in the right. There's really no in between. He has to pick one. So what Trump did was he did what he did before, which he said, okay, little Ryan, I'll support your plan. We're going to start on the right. I mean, some people think it's not that hard, right? But, yeah. Actually, that's what I think. So, if I might, uh, you know, interrupt. Uh, yeah. You've described the policies that, you know, on immigration specifically, yeah. that, that Trump is probably on the extreme end of the conservative spectrum yeah. for those policies. And and so what he did, I, I, I 100% agree, you know, he, he, he leads, you know, if you're, if you're haggling with somebody, you know, when you're, you're, you're trying to get a lower price on something, if you know, a market or something, yeah. on vacation, whatever you say, you know, and it's like a vase or something and you want, you want to pay like $50 for it. You don't say, I want to pay $50. You want to say, you say, can I get it for 40? And they say, yes. 55 and you say 45 and they say 50 and you get it for 50 that was your original price so that, that you know it's it's basically what trump's doing here however uh, that was that that's applicable to the 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 aspects where he's to the extreme end but yeah. he's more to the center on this and a lot of the people that voted for him the blue dog democrats um they, they kind of like were like hey you know we've been screwed by this party let's give this guy a try yeah. they're more to the center and so he's trying to please them by shifting taking what was a lot of people that were elected you know the the tea party people movement people that were elected is, is specifically to repeal obamacare clean repeal and he's moving them to the left and so mm-hmm. i think he's starting at for the republican base he's starting at the the, the left's end of the spectrum 
spectrum and it's going to move right oh. because he is more center on this issue. Yeah, and so I, I don't think that he's going to move to the left. I think he's actually going to move to the right. But he's he's he he's still doing the same thing. He's just moving it to left, which <laughs> I, I'm not necessarily a fan of. But I understand that in order for him to maintain the kind of popularity he has, he has to do some of these things. He has to uh, you know maintain support with with a lot of the members. You know the the uh, people in America that do currently rely on uh you know government health care or or things like that and it's mostly an aesthetic thing because mm-hmm. you know if he if he's like doing the if he if he clean repeals it might be the best thing in the long run but in the short run it's probably going to mean he doesn't get reelected in uh in four years um yeah so so i understand it's politics Personally, I would you know rather have a clean repeal, but um, I do think it's going to move to the right because of what he's got to work with. He essentially, as we said before, he doesn't have a single Democrat to work with yeah. because none of them are going to support anything he does, even if he were to like you know uh, turn into uh, an SJW tomorrow. <laughs> um, Gary Johnson. Like, he, he, they would never support anything he does, so he's essentially only got the Republican aspects of government to work with, and so I think they're going to drag him to the right, or at least he's going to you know lead them to a more reasonable or more center position on that the healthcare yeah because um because i i want to reiterate what you said before which is you know about like the business example you have you gotta realize he's a businessman and he's operating in a business mindset and most people don't know that mindset and they don't get it so when they do when he does stuff and he everybody's like all confused and then he comes out on top that's the genius of him is that everybody's working with are mostly lawyers that couldn't make in the real world so they became politicians Mm -hmm. and then the public who's a mix of everything so he kind of circumvents it that way and i think does 4d chess at a masterful (laughs) level (laughs) but i had to sneak that in there but like what scott adams was saying i think is smart where you know when he starts at an extreme basically the only direction he can pull people is to the middle and the left will support it then because it's better than what they were proposing before but and here's the big but which kind of ruins scott am's theory which works most of the time is that he doesn't need the left in this case mm-hmm. he just needs the right so that's where I'm, you're starting to persuade me. We got a master persuader sitting across from me <laughs> playing some 5D chess here um, is making me realize that maybe he did something so in the middle and support something in the middle that it would push it to the right because then he'd get the conservatives on board because they'd be like, oh, this is better. I mean, he's haggling to the middle on this issue, whereas the immigration stuff, he usually haggles to the extreme end. Yeah. Um, or leads, you could say. I, don't, yeah. I, I didn't listen to the pacing Scott Adams thing. Paced, yeah. Yeah. Paces, he's pacing to the center, whereas he usually paces, or on the immigration, he paces to, out to the right. Yeah. <laughs> flailing my arms around <laughs> things in the studio you like birdie right here you're like yeah. you know your aren't your shoulders are going to start rising up next yeah. thing you know it um but yeah i i i think people um should read scott am's blog just because like there's so many people they're like in a hysteria right now they're like trump's literally hitler and he's gonna like you know start camps in you know kansas and he's gonna be marching illegals and no he's not people i mean, I, I that would be awful yeah that'd be terrible <laughs> and nobody would nobody wants camps in kansas like yeah get in 
you know, Soho or whatever. It, yeah, I mean, come on, people. I, can, like, can all of California be like <laughs> concentrated? Annex <laughs> <Okay. laughs> <Annex> California. <laughs> that was a joke, people. That was a joke. Um, but th- what, what, what we're getting at, what we're joking about this for is because people like George Tack, I can't say his last name, or Tacky, Taki, however you want to say his last name. He's all out there like, oh my God. They didn't start with the Japanese camps. That well, That's not how it started. I'm like, dude, we live in a totally different world. Not it's not World War II. Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not World War III because we didn't elect Hillary. So yeah. I don't see the panic. But I mean, and it, like, It's not like the left would care then because it would just be white people in concentration camps. <laughs> 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 see, Vinny jokes, but you know, people, ha- people on Tumblr. I mean, they, they, they'd probably be the ones doing it. No joke. Oh, like they were the last time. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> That's a joke. FDR was a Democrat. More T-I-L today. Today I learned. Yeah, today I learned. Sorry, I'm bad with acronyms today. But um, uh, what was I going to say? FDR concentration camps. Yeah. Oh, wait. Everything bad that's ever happened in this country has been done by the left. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Vince. Calm it down. Uh, well, you're not wrong. I'm not some wrong. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> but, you know, that's the, the thing is I, I just wish people would calm themselves down for a second. Listen to a smooth voice like Scott Adams or me, Griffin. <laughs> get hypnotized by Scott. Adams. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like you listen to his blogs, or you can't listen to a blog. Read his blogs and listen to his periscopes. Mm-hmm. He makes a lot of sense Top on notch. some things. And if you want a good that encompasses basically all his views, watch his Joe Rogan interview um, on YouTube. Joe Rogan, I really like because he's kind of a you know he's kind of a libertarian kind of on the left kind of on the right i don't, he I, I like him for that because he can be fair funny interesting kind of guy and challenge people's viewpoints at the same time so i really like him it's, even as a right winger that i am even though i'm not that right wing but i i would definitely say check that interview out if you have friends that are under trump derangement syndrome Go to Dr. Scott Adams and show him that they're in, being induced by cognitive dissonance. He's not actually a doctor. <laughs> no, he's not yeah, a doctor. Yeah. But I wasn't I, sure if he had a PhD. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to make a beautiful metaphor here. But um, any last words on this? If not, we're going to move on to the next topic. Um, uh, I can't think of anything. <laughs> well, oh, you can't? <laughs> Philosopher Vince can't think of something? Well, I mean, <laughs> I can think of lots of things. I can't think of anything that's short. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm kidding with you. Um... But the main reason I want Vince to come in today is because um, he is the editor-in-chief of a brand new publication on campus. That yeah, it's not really on campus. It's on Okay, it's, it's, it's everywhere, but it is... Everywhere. Yeah, it's everywhere. It's, it's like the four chairs are everywhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> but this is like... Um, I, I, I guess, you, could you use the word startup with this, like it's starting up here? Then sure. It, it makes it sound like smarter that way because it's already a smart thing. I love what he's doing, but I gotta make it sound even smarter. But Tell um, me what it is. yeah, um, State Patriot is this online. Um, the State Patriot. Actually, I'll let you talk about it. what. What okay. am I doing? I'm the host the here. You're the guest. dot com. Once again, thestatepatriot.com dot com uh, is a. Uh, journalistic publication that is uh, it's set up by I, I, you know, I'm the editor-in-chief we've got you know a few other people working uh, for us regularly uh, or not working <laughs> writing art writing writing journals and just it's made up of students that are annoyed with the blatant bias that is demonstrated by you know the majority of, of campus 
journalism. And now you might, well, it's campus journalism, of course. But, you know, these are people. These are these are people that will go into the real world having experienced nothing but, you know, public schools and then a bunch of leftist, you know, journalistic publications. Mm-hmm. And maybe they don't look at CNN. Maybe they are fake, oh, yeah, fake news. CNN. Or fake maybe news. They, they probably don't look at Fox. So they've never heard anything other than what is essentially a wildly blatantly Democrat uh, biased, liberal biased uh, point of view. And so what I'm trying to do is create an alternative. And I'm not saying we are the only objective news source. I'm not even saying we're the we're an objective news source. I am addressing the fact that we have um, uh, an alternative bias. And, you know, everybody has a bias. And so we're 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 acknowledging that we have our bias and we hope that, you know, in time, although it's kind of unreasonable, the, 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 <laughs> the other publications like maybe the Collegian and the Underground will acknowledge that they really they don't if they've got some conservatives on the staff, there's air quotes around them. And <laughs> oh, they, call them out. You know, they're really just, you know, liberals with rich parents. Um, uh, and so you're not you know, wrong. <laughs> Um, I'm not going to name names. Um, <laughs> Please but, don't. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so we, we're, we're conservative students. We are trying to tell the you know events that go around on campus and you know, around the world that are important. We're trying to tell them um, you know in in the best way that we know how, acknowledging that we have a bias, just like everybody else has a bias, but our bias is different from the bias that you'll get at the other college news publications. Right. Um, so that's it. Once again, thestatepatriot.com. Check it out. We've got a few articles up there. Okay. Um, uh, more to come as you know things unfold and as we get you know better set up. Uh, you know, I, if you like it, I believe there's a comment feature. There's ways Ooh, to you can follow us on Twitter that. and uh, you can like our Facebook page. All that is available on the website. Um, and you know, by by all means, um, you know you can hate it if you don't if you don't like it. That's I'm not telling you you have to like it. I'm not telling you it's objective news. Once again, I'm telling you that it is it is a an alternative to the general consensus because uh, you know the general consensus on colleges for whatever reason seems to be wildly skewed to the left. And uh, I think that's a shame and I'm trying to, you know, do the best that I can to get, you know, alternative ideas. And at the very least, maybe I'm wrong about everything I think, but huh? at the very least, all the people that, you know, get to check this out, they can, you know, find out what the other people think instead of trying, instead of building these caricatures in their mind about, you know, racist, homophobic, The white Christian, yeah. white um, racist with his Bible and his gun yeah. and then the left-leaning yeah. prehistoric driving hippie mm-hmm. um, Californian with blue hair and overweight arms bre- uh, stomach and thighs and like uh, yeah there's two I think that's you know because we're getting on a tangent here but like yeah I think people make those like caricatures of like the right wing journalism the left wing so from what I understand you guys are trying to be a sort of alternative to the mainstream media, Penn State, like the Collegian, the yeah. Underground, <laughs> you know, media, like it. alternative to the fake news. Yeah. Penn State, fake news. Oh, you calling you it out? You are fake, fake news. news. <laughs> <laughs> this is not real news. This is fake news. Ooh, yeah. Well, this is real news radio, so we bring you the realest news here. Um, but yeah, like, um, so yeah, I think that's a. Um, I you know I wanted to bring him on just to talk about that because I think you know. I, I think we should all be informed on 
And every even as, if you don't agree with any of it, go check it out. Exactly. And, you know, may, hopefully, if you if you really are as smart as you think you are, you'll be able to you know say why I'm wrong. And then next time somebody you know comes with you know up to you with the wrong opinions, then then you'll you'll be able to at least understand what they what they're saying and you know be able to correct them. In the worst case scenario that I'm wrong about everything, you're better prepared. What you know, mm. like there's there's no losing <laughs> here. Just go check it out. It's wonderful. <laughs> It's wonderful. Um, yeah, um, and I'm not promoting the same way, but, like, um, I think everybody, it's a healthy habit to just pick up the paper every day. Yeah. I mean— And the same goes for people on the right, too. You, I mean, you can't yeah. just—like, you know, I look at the New York Times every once in a while, even Failing though it usually makes my skin crawl. Um, <laughs> uh, and, you know, I, I do it just because, you know, I don't want to be in my own bubble. I don't want to be in my own echo chamber, and I, I don't want anyone to be in their own echo chamber because when, when we don't hear things that we disagree with, then we respond to them with violence, and that's yeah. what I don't want to happen because I am not a violent person. I have different opinions from a lot of people. I, in fact, believe that You're my opinions are less violent. Um, yeah, and so I think <laughs> that the, you know, the most important thing is to you know have open conversations and to hear other people's views. And so hopefully you would go check that out, thestatepatriot.com. It's actually, I'm building it up like it's going to be these like crazy, <laughs> you know, like wildly right wings. It's not. It's pretty <laughs> it's moderate, Breitbart. actually. <laughs> it's Breitbart. Yeah. It's Breitbart. If Breitbart and InfoWars had a baby, it'd be this. Yeah. <laughs> Breitbart and InfoWars had a baby, this would be like on the right side of the debate with that baby. <laughs> no, it's not that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's just an important lesson that everybody just needs to like turn off your Fox News, turn off your CNN, just try something different. I mean, even if you know it's blatantly biased, unless just you normally it. listen to CNN, in which I guess turn on Fox News. And if you normally listen to Fox yes. News, then turn on CNN. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're really bored, watch some C SPAN because you'll get even more bored. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, we have a few minutes. Whatever here. you do, don't support public radio whoa <laughs> calling out socialized program stop <laughs> call out that uh, npr right there yeah um and pbs yeah with pbs abolish pbs well the only good thing on pbs is sherlock but that's technically bbc <laughs> and then technically that you can get on blu-ray and dvd so they used to have top gear but we all we all know what happened with that's that bbc not pbs Oh yeah, I'm talking about BBC. Oh, yeah, well, I, 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 don't mean, I don't care what the British taxpayers <laughs> pay for. <laughs> yeah, but then, like you see, even when they do it, they screw it up. Like Top Gear was amazing. Then Clarkson oh. punched the guy. This you is know. such a tangent. Yeah, this is such a tangent. Check but out thestatepatriot.com. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's no public funding going to that, so don't worry. Ooh. Okay. Well, on that note, um, thank you for coming in as our very special guest. This was the right wing hippie, aka Vincent, aka some other name i'm gonna come up with him next week um thank you for listening to real news radio we'll come back at you next week with some more real news not fake news thank you for listening people yeah.